Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Here's another one. Failure is final. You might as well just throw in the towel. Failure is never final with God. Well, where is God now? He's left you. That's 100% a lie. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And as you think of those, those are things that Satan implants into our minds. And we have to go, whoa, that's not from God. That's not truth. A lot of the battles that Christ followers have to fight are in a combination of spiritual and mental areas. The inherent negativity of the world wants you to agree with it, while God wants you to look to Him. And of course, Satan is trying to flood your mind with negative thoughts of your relationship with God. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, you'll hear about God's command to be honest. You'll learn about the importance of becoming so familiar with the truth that you'll be able to recognize Satan's lies. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, Truth or Lies? James 1, go down to verse 19. Speaking to the church, James says this, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Why did James say that? Well, listening to what others think rather than interrupting them with our wisdom shows humility. You see, if you and I never listen to people, we're always saying, get done with what you're telling me. I'm not listening to it anyway. You're done now? Okay, now let me give you what the real answer is. That means I'm very prideful. No, we want to listen. Someone has said, nature has given to man one tongue and two ears. Should that tell us something? Yes, we should hear twice as much as we speak it. How many remember... The Lone Ranger and all that. Speak it with a fork of tongue. I mean, anybody remember that? Fork of tongue. That's what the whole book of James is about. You can't say you're a Christ follower and then you're tearing people down. You're lying. You're slandering. You're gossip. You're telling half-truths. You're exaggerating. No, you can't do that. Now, who should I be listening to? Well, I listen to the people that are talking to me, but I need to be listening to God's Word. Notice, Be quick to listen, quick to listen. We're listening to God's word. Ecclesiastes 5.3 simply says this, too many words make you a fool. That's written to pastors. 
because we speak all the time. Where do we get in trouble? Always speaking. Careful. Proverbs 21, 23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. That's pretty common. Right to it, isn't it? Boom. Number two, turn to Matthew chapter 16. First book, New Testament, Matthew 16. Number two, talk truth. When you think of truth, it goes all the way back to understanding that my sin nature wants to cover up. When we see all these things in Washington, D.C., it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter at all. When we see these people dancing around an issue, we understand what that's like. Because everybody in this room, we've danced around an issue. We tried to cover something up when it was an absolute lie. And we danced around the issue as much as we could. We were embarrassed. We didn't want to admit the truth. Well, that's no different than Washington, D.C. We shouldn't be like, well, Washington's all funky and all this stuff. No, we have the same problem. That's their sin nature. The sin nature wants to cover up. You remember when Adam and Eve sinned? They sinned because Eve listened to the lies of Satan. Adam wasn't doing his job. What did they do then? They covered up. They ran. They covered themselves up with leaves. They Adam said, look at this crazy woman you gave me. I would not be having trouble now. I'd be, I'd be naked and loving it, but now i got to put leaves on. And then Eve said, well, it's that serpent that did it. We're no different. We like to cover up. One day... You turn to Matthew 16, I'll be there in a moment. One day Jesus was on trial. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's being interviewed by the religious leaders. The religious leaders, the scribes, they taught the Ten Commandments. I mean, if they tattooed in those days, the Ten Commandments would have been on them. They could tell you everything. The Ninth Commandment, they would know backwards and forwards. They taught all kinds of classes, bar mitzvah classes. I mean, they know it. Listen to what it says in Matthew 26. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. So what are they doing? Remember, Jesus earlier said to the religious leaders, you can call yourself God's messengers, but your father's Satan. How do I know it? Out of your mouth comes lies. He goes on, but they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward. And what happened with that whole story? Well, you remember they lied about Jesus. That line ended up that the Jews helped murder Jesus. They broke another commandment. All because they didn't talk truth. Well, down in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, let me give you the scenario. Jesus and his disciples are at Caesarea Philippi. And as they're there, Jesus says to his disciples, uh, who are the people in town say I am? And of course, they give all these things, John the Baptist and prophets, Old Testament, whatever. And Peter steps forward. By the way, Peter always opened his mouth. Quite often to insert foot, but he opened his mouth. This time he got it right. Peter said, Jesus, you're the son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, you got it right. But Peter, that didn't come from you. That came from God to you. And then Jesus says to his disciples, the Son of God is going to the cross. He's going to die. Three days later, he's going to be resurrected. And Pete opened his mouth again. And Pete said to Jesus, no, you're not. You're not going to the cross. That's foolishness. Who told you that? 
The Messiah doesn't go to the cross and die. Verse 23 is Jesus' answer to Peter. Look at it. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Now, Peter, Peter's father, spiritual father, wasn't Satan, but Satan had influenced his talking. He gave a lie out. He gave what he thought was right. It wasn't what Jesus just said. Understand, when we talk truth, that means there's times that all of us need admonition. We all need correction. We all need constructive criticism. But sometimes speaking the truth is awkward. It's even offensive. In the workforce, we say something like this, I can't hire you because... Even when people come to audition for instruments, sometimes we have to say to people, well, it was really okay, but you really don't have, you're not there yet that we can use you in the band. See, sometimes that's awkward, and we want to kind of cover it up and use some other excuse. It's a lie. So there's sometimes that we have to, just like Jesus is doing to Peter, we have to simply say the truth. Write this verse down, Ephesians 4.15. We have to say the truth in love. Peter was getting a correction from Jesus. Jesus can't let this pass because it's wrong. And so he says to Peter, Peter, I'm going to correct you in love. And he didn't yell at him. He didn't scream at him. He didn't kick him out. He just said, Peter, the words you just spoke to me, they didn't come from the Father. They came from Satan. Now, Peter... Get it right. You have to talk truth. What's happening here in this service? It doesn't matter who's behind the pulpit. Our goal is when you come here is to hear from God, use his word, and speak to you the truth in love. That's my goal. I get no pleasure slicing people down. I don't do that. Why would I want to do that? But I have to speak the truth to you in love. Now, in the old days, we had people that were unbalanced. You heard of fire and brimstone. And so people would come to church, and they'd just say to that, feel the fire burning. Your hands are all over it. If you don't come to God, you're going to burn in hell. People ran to the altar, then they ran out and never came back to the church again. Now, is the statement true? The statement's true. Was it said in love? No, it's not. Now, we don't have that anymore, very little. You know where we are now? We're the other extreme. Here it is. Thank you for being here today. God loves you. Let's see how we can make you a better person. You really don't need God. I mean, you have within you God. And if you just come to church on a regular basis sometimes throw a little money in, you're going to be okay. And God's going to take you and just move you right to heaven the minute you die. Isn't it wonderful who God is? He loves everybody. He doesn't really care about sin and the things in here. They're okay, but relax, you're all right. You'd say, Pastor Mark, nobody from the pulpit does that. Watch TV. Is there a balance between the two? Yes, there is. See, 
The second book of Timothy says, in the latter days, people will not listen to sound doctrine, but they want their ears tickled. Don't you dare talk to me about lying. Just tell me how good I am and how I can be rich because God wants everybody rich. It's a lie from the pit of hell. So in between there, and by the way, why are the churches that teach the truth exploding? Do you know why? Because people want to know the truth. Because it's the only thing, I already read it to you, that gives us the real good life. You can't live in that other stuff, so that's what we do here. That's our goal. Understand it. Number three, talk kind. Turn to Ephesians. You're not far away. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Talk kind. As you're turning there, verse 25 in Ephesians 4 just says that we're family. I want to remind you of that. We're family. We don't gossip about other churches. We don't talk about other churches. You notice I didn't name any names. You just watch and you'll see where those people aren't being taught. And again, as I said, do kindly. If you're in a church that doesn't teach all the Word of God, you need to just find a There's many in our community, many around the world. Just find a place. No perfect church, but you want a church that proclaims the truth of God's Word. But we're not after talking against people. We're family. We're family here in Sebastian and Vieira. We're family with many of the other wonderful churches in our community. Look at verse 29. Talk kind. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Are your words typically biting or healing? Do you put down others more than you build them up? Proverbs 16.24 says this, Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You see, don't hurt others with your words. Yes, we have to speak the truth in love, but I want my words to be like honey so that when you leave it, notice I preach this teaching to me all during the week. The Holy Spirit's dealing with me all during the week. And I said to you today, this is for you and it's for me. I want the words to be like honey. God didn't go like, beat me over the head. No, he speaks to me during the week. Balmer, this is for you. You need to listen to this. Not just your people. I know that. And I listen to it. So are your words sweet to the soul and healthy for the body? Do you build people up? Are you tearing them down most of the time? You see, if you're a negative, critical person, something's always wrong, pretty soon, like the person that slanders, like the person that gossips, you'll have no friends. Who wants to be around somebody that's negative, critical? Everything is always coming out of their mouths. That's never good enough. Parent, Lord, help you if that's the way you're raising your kids. You need to encourage them. You see, Satan loves to tear people down. But God loves to build up and encourage people. Paul in Acts chapter 20 says this as he left. He says, he traveled through that area speaking many words of encouragement to the people. Encouragement, exhort, encourage, help, build people up. 
Parents, encourage your kids. Don't discourage them. Certainly have to speak the truth in love, but encourage them. We all need all kinds of words of encouragement. When you leave our campus, I want you to be encouraged. Corrected? Yes. Encouraged? Absolutely. Leave with hope? It's the bottom line. Not hope in a church, not hope in a man, but hope in God. That's why we're here. People need to have us say to them, I'm for you. I'm praying for you. Keep up the good work. Keep walking with Jesus. When you leave today and you go out to the parking lot, say thanks to the guys and the gals that are out there sweating like crazy, helping you get in and out of a place and to the traffic thing and whatever. When you pick up your kids in the kids' ministry, stop and say to them, Thanks for teaching my children or in the nursery. When you go get some coffee or lunch here at the cafe, most all of those volunteers are just volunteers like you. Say thanks so much. Say the same thing to the band when you see them. And the people that serve us in the video ministry and all the different areas, they're just people trying to serve you in the bookstore. Be encouraged to them. Don't, don't go, man, you didn't part me where I want. What do you mean I got to go down this row over here? Watch your tongue. Cut it out. Cut it. Cut it out. You didn't get that, did you? All right. Here's number four. Remember the three now? Talk less, listen more, talk truth, talk kind. Here's number four. Talk to God. Why do I need to talk to God, Pastor Mark? Look at James chapter 3. People can tame all kind of animals, birds and reptiles and fish, but no one by himself can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. You might be able to tame your parrot, and that parrot can say thousands of words. But the Bible tells me, apart from the Holy Spirit's help, I can't tame this tongue. It's going to cause more harm than good. But if I ask God in prayer, if I talk to God in prayer and say, God, I need you to help me to keep my heart's pure because... Some of the stuff that Pastor Mark said today, I'm really guilty about. I need your help, God, to control this. So ask God for wisdom and wisdom to say the words that will be appropriate with the right attitude of our hearts. See, guys, we don't come to church to go, nice sermon, Pastor Mark. No, we leave going, God hates lying, but he loves truth. God help me, because this teaching's for all of us. I want to read to you one more verse while I'm doing that. Write this last statement down. Do not listen to Satan's lies. Once you become a Christ follower, Satan, like a roaring lion, will go around trying to devour you. And one of his greatest weapons is his lies. Here's what you'll hear from Satan. Once you turn your life over to Christ, here's what you'll hear. You're not good enough. You'll never be good enough to please God. That's a lie. You have sinned too much. Oh, you did it again? God won't forgive you this time. That's a lie. Here's another one. Failure is final. You might as well just throw in the towel. Failure is never final with God. Well, where is God now? He's left you. That's 100% a lie. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And as you think of those, those are things that Satan implants 
into our minds, and we have to go, whoa, that's not from God. That's not truth. Here's another one that gets us all into trouble. A little compromise won't matter. After all, everybody is doing it. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Here's a big one. As we step out in faith, Satan will say this to us. Oh, no, the problem's too big. That's impossible. But my Bible says, God says, with God, nothing is impossible. You see, the more I know the God of the Bible and his word, the more I can recognize these lies. But there's another one that's even more dangerous. Last thing to write is no eternal truths. You see, it's one thing to be fooled with politics, infomercials, some new diet craze, some new health thing that's come up and it's going to cure all of us and we're going to live to be 150 years old or whatever. It's one thing to believe in that and go, well, that that wasn't true. But it's something totally different, totally different to be lied to about eternal truths. Some of you walked in in Satan's kingdom. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And so you have, as a spiritual father today, Satan. He's lied to you his whole life. You cannot have peace and joy and fulfillment because it doesn't come in the kingdom of Satan. It only comes in the kingdom of God. And the biggest lie you'll hear from Satan is this. You're okay. You're good enough to go to heaven. Now that pastor, he's an okay communicator. And some of the things were really good for you to hear today. But don't believe the thing that Jesus is the only way and the only truth. And don't you dare believe that all people won't go to heaven. Because everybody will go to heaven. And especially you, because you are a good person. That is the most damaging, satanic lie that Satan has ever come up with. And you believed it. If at 12.30 you died, where would you go? If you're not sure of your eternal destiny, then you're in big trouble. Because I don't know when I'm going to die. Plus, the longer you stay in the kingdom of Satan, the more miserable you will be. See, sin takes you way farther than you ever think you would go. And it causes more problems. Coming to Christ doesn't eliminate problems in our lives, but it puts God in me and on my side. That makes all the difference in the world. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark showed you from the scriptures how Christ followers are to mirror the behavior of God in telling the truth. You learned that the means of lying is your tongue, the source of lying is your heart, and the manner of lying is your words. Pastor Mark taught about the biblical solution to lying, which is listen more and speak the truth. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this ends Pastor Mark's teaching, Truth or Lies. Next time, he'll begin his teaching, Greener Grass, which is about coveting. Pastor Mark will tell you how God defines coveting and how the world tries to excuse it. You'll find out why God doesn't want you to covet, the damage that indulging in this activity can do in your life, as well as the lives of others. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.